Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Welcome. And Drew Shepard. Greetings. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Good. Right? It's been a, been a little while. We, we just touched base briefly for a couple of minutes before we started recording here. Um, I guess six minutes and 23 seconds to be exact, although Drew, you weren't here for all of that. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's new, John? Well, started my new job that I talked okay. about getting on the last one. Been doing it for about a month and a half, month and a week. I don't know. So, so fully far, so remote, much. right? Yep. W- working from home. So Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, continuing to work on my basement office. I've got some framed out walls, but that's about it. Got a, okay. a uh, very bright i don't know if you can see it or not now because i don't have my anyway some very uh some very weird walls around me right now i'm waterproofing uh mm. and uh setting up some sound deadening which is not in there at all yet uh so okay. people can't hear the kids hopefully y'all can't hear them right now too bad no not uh, at all no. We got a, we waterproofing got a huh are you gonna fill it up with water and do like a swimming pool yeah, no, just so moisture doesn't get through one of the corners down oh. here. Um, <laughs> okay. And so... Uh, we kind of yeah. need to just have your entire basement be a swimming pool. I wonder if anybody... As long as from the that. waist down, I'm in the water. Nobody at work would know. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we got a puppy. I don't know if... I, I don't know if we had to have it on the do that. Oh. Oh. We got a golden doodle that our neighbors oh, that's great. Nice. Uh, our, our neighbor's friends couldn't take care of. Fully registered okay. golden cool. doodle for free. Uh, wow. That we're awesome. going to breed. How much are those? Like five or $600 normally, probably? Like three grand. Yeah. Uh, what? Side. Yeah. Are you My brother and his wife got doodle? one. They're about this is, that. Yeah. This is like our first oh, name brand dog. You know, we've always gotten like... <laughs> walmart parking lot dogs uh, yeah right right and this is our first name brand one so uh pretty excited about it <laughs> name bro. Uh, today uh we actually decided to, to try and breed it with one of our friends dogs okay so yeah cool you're gonna sell the the proceeds or are you gonna oh absolutely um yeah absolutely awesome. probably we're Three not official, pop. yeah why I not doubt that we're, we're not breeders so we probably can't get that much mm, but yeah what are yeah. you, uh, what are you breeding it with? A, uh, what is it? A golden, no, a, uh, oh, another kind of doodle. Okay. I forgot exactly. Some kind of poodle mix. Is, but, yeah. Another poodle mix that people like to, to have a golden something doodle is what it's called. I don't remember. Um, so it's like a multi-stage breed. So yeah, $6,000. No, no, <laughs> but another, another registered doodle nice oh uh, what is it cool a sheep it'll be a golden sheep a doodle <laughs> golden sheep a doodle <laughs> yes that's, that's, that will be the name of what, our what what would that be a, a poodle some kind of sheep dog doodle thing sheep dog yeah yeah apparently there's a market for them sheep a doodle yeah apparently there's a market for them um Better than bringing it with a cocker spaniel, I guess. So, something, you know. uh, yeah, you know. Um, but we we were going to get her fixed, and then these uh, people started asking us about breeding, and we're like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. You have uh, the girl or the boy? We have the girl, so we would okay. we would have so the brunt of the work. Doing the but, work, yeah, but we'd get the brunt of the money as well. So, ah, gotcha. Yeah, um, she's uh, she was from a litter of eleven puppies. So if we got eleven puppies, and, whoa. Uh, well, we could. You got a thousand dollars mortgage pop, payments there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like a raise. So, <laughs> but she's a good dog. You know, we're not Promotion. having it. We we've never had an indoor dog, as in me and my uh, wife. And yeah. This is definitely an indoor dog. Um, okay. But she's uh, she's awesome. She's a uh, she's still a puppy. You know, I think nine months old now. Um, but a lot of fun. Kids like her. Uh, exciting cool. yeah 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 ever since uh we went to the get together and um so we just had we had a beach trip i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not we may not we may have it may have been re- before we recorded last yeah i don't yeah it after, was, uh, i don't know yep. that was a long time ago but it was after our last recording it was after our last recording okay so we did a beach yeah. trip um and on that trip um so drew my sister she doesn't hate animals 
she doesn't want pets. Okay, fair. Um, she hates the idea of pets. Oh, you know, like she gave me a scrunch fit. Rose didn't hate animals. I don't know. Probably she depends hates on the situation. <laughs> <laughs> they look yeah. good behind cages okay. at the zoo. Yeah, she she yeah, actually and, and it's talk about getting some outdoor cats from. Yeah, that's before, what I was about though. to say. Oh, okay. is, is she yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. She's trying to talk Chad into getting outdoor cats from y'all because apparently uh, your cats are really good at catching mice and they're really good with kids because your kids play with them from the time that they're basically, you know, wet from the womb, you know? So, um, so that gave me some hope. Yeah. Probably unwarranted hope, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to go for, I'm going to try to make a play. You're going to get a gopher kittens. No. Oh, Oh, I I don't want to go for yeah, uh, no, um, no. Maybe I'll name the cat gopher. I would love to get a couple cats from you at some so, point. So, uh, so not only do they catch mice, but this week I believe it was uh, my son's got a, a a window in his second floor. He ran down the stairs and ran out of the house, and I was like, "What in the world is going on?" And he came back in with a bunny like this big <laughs> that one of the cats had. <laughs> Oh, uh, and I mean, it was just bunny. The bunny. It just had the bunny, um, and the bunny was very like out of it and like lethargic, and like he had been oh, beaten no. up pretty bad by this cat. Oh. And they uh, they kept him in the chicken coop and kept him warm that night. And then the next day, he was up running around, so they released him uh, back into the wild. Uh, and then this weekend, I was uh, I was deer hunting. And a uh, on my property and a bunny that I, I told the kids maybe that's the bunny. He jumped right out in front of me and just stood there for a long time. Um, but yeah, my cat's got a big bunny, uh, so they are definitely good hunters. That's a great yeah, hunter. Yeah, yeah. So that would be great. We're in a really good spot. Our property is like buried in the back of like a small neighborhood. We've got an, you know it's a it's a one entry like thirty house neighborhood, and we're at the farthest back end corner in a little cul-de-sac so traffic wise there's basically none um we uh we back up to a quote-unquote lake but it's more like uh just a marshy area um and then we've got an 11 acre property next door to us and then like a and it's just woods you know and then we've got a a blueberry farm at our corner so they you know they've got dogs in the blueberry farm but they're trained dogs and there's there's every now and then we get like a bear, a wildcat, or you know something that comes comes in. There's cows that wander around, so there's there's some wildlife that could potentially be a threat to the cat. But for the most part, I think we're in you know about as ideal, other than being on a farm, right? Um, we're in as about an ideal spot for an outdoor cat as we could be. Yeah. So I'm going to make a play once we get our deck project done. I'm going to make a play for a couple of your cats, John. I don't know if I'll get them or not. Because uh, I got to get right. Sean. Well, I'm sure you'd be fine with it. But here's the I gotta thing: I got to get if Sean we, to agree. If we brought a couple of kittens to your house, oh. would Sean really say no? Because we'd be like, we can't take them back. We we just can't. Kid, they I can't do that to her. Yeah. I, can't uh, I didn't say her. you need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I care about her relationship with the all. I, so. I, <laughs> I don't want. I don't want her to resent her in laws Okay. Okay. So they just may show up. And you'll be like, look at these strays. They're so good with kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. We actually had a cat um, for about a week. A really oh. cute little cat just showed up at our house in Tennessee. Um, and then a- about a week or two later, we had a grease stain on the road in front of our house instead of a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a cute little cat. Was pretty rough. It's too bad. But yeah. It was, a, it was a fast road. So nothing like the situation we're in now. But yeah. Um, but that was sad. Oh. Yeah, every time I pulled here. into my driveway, every time I pulled into my driveway, I saw a grease stain on the road. That used to be my cat. Well, our <laughs> we our moved. neighbor it's probably still has, there <laughs> that has like the twenty six cats. Um, uh-huh. Her husband died a couple months ago, and she's going to move, and she's trying to get rid of all the cats first. So hopefully, uh, our cats will have kittens one more time before she gets rid of them all. Okay, uh, so that we can get y'all some. So okay. All right. Well, when is that? What's my timeline? I don't know. When uh, when when an opening comes open in the uh, the assisted living facility, she's going there. 
Okay. So, All right. We are looking know. at end of January, hopefully having oh, the yeah. deck done. Okay. So we're going to get a visit. If, if we can get some pretty soon, we'll see. We'll see. That'd be the earliest is what I'm saying. Like it need to be probably February or later. Is, yep. that, is, that, oh. is that okay? Is that a good range? I don't, I mean, I, I can talk to the cats and, okay. uh, and ask them if they can okay. plan for that. Um, All right. Just lock them in a room. Do I'll bring you a couple and, also, uh, well, you know, that <laughs> we have two herders or two herding dogs. I don't know that that'll work for us, but uh, they hold their own with the dogs. Actually, they really like dogs, which is kind of dangerous for, Oh, you know. for dogs or cats? Is it dangerous for dogs or cats? It's dangerous for cats that get near a dog okay. that doesn't love If they cats. like dogs. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Right. They even love our new Your dogs are pretty wild, but I bet uh, I bet if you if you locked them in the cage, let them scream at them for, for a few days, <laughs> then by the time you let them out, they might be used to it. You know, maybe yeah. one of them. One of our dogs is really good with every type of animal in the world. The oh, other okay. one. Uh, not so much. We she likes eating moles and squirrels. So I she is the hunter in, oh, okay. yeah. in the backyard. So I don't know about her though. I don't know. Would Amy? Would Amy even want a cat? Oh no, probably not. Mm-hmm. She didn't come across me as much of a cat person. No, not at all. There's. Do you like cats, just, Drew? There's my puppy. Oh, it's not showing up. Oh, I want to see the puppy. Oh. Um, yeah, I I'm okay. I yeah, I like them, but. It's hard for me to get past the fact that I know we can't have them right now just with two dogs. So, yeah, sure. I've always liked cats, you know, growing up. I, I don't know if I've ever told talked about my cat from when we were growing up on, uh, on the podcast or not, but that cat was good. Night. Uh, yeah. You got some kind of filter. Oh, oh, that's a cute dog very cute. for our listeners. Little black puppy looking up with little yeah. pouty puppy eyes at the screen. Oh um, and, uh, so we had a, we had a cat growing up. I named it Simba, and this cat was a monster. It was just a a horrible beast that basically hated everything and everyone except for me. Um, and uh, I would you know I'd sit there and pet it, and it would attack me too. But I knew how to like read it to where if it was gonna try to hurt me, I could just kind of you know reposition my hand or whatever, and it would it would sort of threaten and then not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense, <laughs> that thing would just come, blo- come home, just completely bloody skin tufts hanging off, just a mess all the time, constantly going into the neighborhood and picking fights. Pretty sure it killed our neighbors. Uh, was it the, our neighbor's dog or cat? Maybe cat. No, it was, it yeah, was, it was Casper, Casper the cat. The cat. Right? Yeah. 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 Casper the cat. Oh. We're, we're pretty, we don't know for sure. We're pretty sure it killed that cat. Um, sorry, neighbors. And, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, they're not. I don't even know who they were. That wasn't Jacoby. No. Uh, that was the other neighbors. No, no. Um, well, those are some good times. Man, I could get off on a tangent and talk about living there for a long time. Mentioning Jacoby's name. Oh, yeah. Uh, good memories with him, too. So maybe maybe sometime we'll get into all that. Drew, what's new with you? Uh, well, you know, I think since the last time we all got together and talked about it, I have become a new uncle. Again, uh, my brother awesome. and his wife had their first baby. And so mm-hmm. super excited for that. Her name is, um, I could say it's Palmer. And um, so we're actually going to go up there in December to visit them for awesome. the first time, get to see her. And uh, she is, I don't know, she's really cute. So it's, I don't know, it's oh, one yeah. thing to already have nieces and nephews, you know, from Amy's brother. But now actually, you know, it's my brother. That's um, right. It's different. So, yeah, it's, it's it feels different. a little different. It's a little different. Um, like I'm just really. Excited I mean, it's not that different, I guess, but it is a little different. So yeah, I mean, because I know I'll only get to see her four or five times a year, probably at the most five times a year right. being in Nashville. Yeah. So that's not just a thirty minute drive down the road like it is now. So sure, um, right. Um. Oh, one of the other cool things I meant to tell you. I'm so glad I remember this. We were at a yard sale the other day because I was thinking of you, Cliff, oh, and how you like going to yard sales yes. and looking for video I games. been so long, but I used to. That's how I built my whole collection. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a market out there, if you've heard of this, for Disney Black Diamond VHS tapes. And I, I think I have heard that. Yeah. I found a jackpot. <laughs> Did you? Oh. They were practically giving them away. 
Wow. And I was like a quarter. I'm scrolling. It's like, okay, you know, it, it has to be the right buyer, but I can easily get probably 50 bucks off of this VHS. Whoa. Cool. I was like, okay. So <laughs> I need to get open up my eBay account again. And okay. So you are going to sell them. You didn't buy them to keep. You're not going to no. build yourself a Disney VHS collection. So. I mean, I'm crazy Disney, but I'm not that crazy. <laughs> you know, John, mom and dad probably have a bunch of those old Disney VHS tapes. Yeah, they probably and do. And like the plastic, it's the ones that are like in the plastic cases, right? The big, yeah. The plastic yeah. clamshells. Yeah. But they've the got a bunch shells. of those. Yeah, I've not heard them called that. I wonder if those old sing-along songs are are uh, are worth anything. That'd be interesting. Those are the ones I have nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my, I always wish they'll do, do that on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. Like come out with all the old sing-along songs. They haven't done that? Disney Plus. Be awesome. No. I don't I think wish. these... Probably not. Come right in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, hosted by Professor Ludwig von Drake. Yeah, okay. Do you remember these, Drew? I remember Ludwig von Drake like his song for I am Professor Ludwig von Drake. Like, I remember that whole movie. That's probably on one of them. I don't remember that. But uh, he was the host of sing-along songs. And um, they would pull random songs from all different movies. And in between each song, he would come on and like sort of introduce the next song and do a little bit. It was really like well put together, fun stuff. And it's follow the bouncing ball. And you had the Mickey ears that bounced on the words, you know, um, or it may have just been a ball. It may not have even been Mickey ears. I don't know. That's you know, they've started doing those sing along song versions on Disney plus of movies where they just put the lyrics on the music. Right. But it's not the same. Not yeah. The same. One of the other cool things that we got to do recently um, is Ryan and Kier, some of our friends, uh, she works for Disney and she actually, I don't know if you probably heard this already, but Cliff, but um, John, there's a show called Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. And ever since COVID, it's been gone. Uh, They they took it away with COVID. It's been gone two, two and a half years now. And as a cast member, she was able to enter a lottery just for cast members, and she won it. So she was able to bring three guests with her to watch like a Ooh, cast member preview nice. of this nighttime cool. show. And so we got to go with them and I didn't know you know, that. How the, like cool you know, put on a little wristband, and it's uh-huh. it was so cool because like the very next day when it opened to the public, there were people camping out for a nighttime show that started at eight o'clock at yeah. noon. And I mean, it was packed for two weeks. You couldn't even get a seat. Um, One of our friends, Billy, he was able to do it. But I mean, he waited for three hours in a line, you know, to just sit down to wait another hour for the show to start. I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And hopefully it dies down before. Yeah, hopefully it dies down before. uh, I've been the next few months. It'll it'll become a little bit more normal. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Because our passes end in January, and that's something I'd love to be able to do with, with Luke and Clara before we go. Now, they made some changes to the show, right? They did, and it was all good changes. That's the good thing. Good changes. Good. They took away one scene, which was okay, but then they added at least four other things in its place, and they made it longer. So it's longer, oh, and it's actually oh, better. Okay. So Cool. That's great. Speaking yeah. of Ryan and Kira, and, and Kira, who works at Disney, they had a some kind of pass holder-only event. And at that event, they were passing out um, pass or, or cast member exclusive popcorn buckets. Now, popcorn bu- bucket collecting is is a thing, right? Yeah. So lots oh, of yeah. people do it. Do y'all, y'all don't collect popcorn buckets, do you? We we do the seasonal ones. So like we have two of the oh, oh, okay. Halloween ones that we decorate the house with. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um but they have, you know, they'll come out with a new popcorn bucket and it's ridiculous. People will do this. It's like they'll wait in line for three hours yeah. to make sure they get their popcorn bucket, you know. Um, so Ryan and Kira, uh, well, Kira got this popcorn bucket at her um, cast cast member exclusive meeting or whatever that they had to go to. They just handed these out and you're not going to believe this. Look at this popcorn bucket. What? <laughs> That is so. So cool. this is this is basically a life size mouser droid with a handle on it. That's insane. And it's got it's got this this this. So the popcorn goes inside. Yep. You know, you yep. can't really see because my background, but popcorn. It's got a little flap on the top that you open up. But it's the mouser droid from. Uh, wow. Let's see what episode did, did the mouser droid appear appear in? 
Was it in the, it wasn't in episode four, was it? I, I think it was, wasn't it? When they were running through the, uh, yep, the you're right. It was in episode four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chewie yells at it and it turns around and runs away. Yeah. So it's Man, like, a, it's nice like, the, it's like the size of a mouser droid. And uh, I mean, it's just cheap plastic. You know, I will, I will tell you right now, if you want to really, ever really part cool. ways with that, I have someone <laughs> that will pay you. I have a Star Wars collector friend that I get. Oh, really? Will pay you up a good penny for that thing. Oh, okay. Oh, no, sure. I'll probably keep it. It's pretty special just because it was yeah. a, you know, a gift. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I apparently Ryan and Kira just don't care about Star Wars. Nope. So. Not at all. Uh, I mean, they're pretty good people except for that. But yeah, um, one flaw, you know. The one flaw, a flaw that's apparently benefiting me, you know, that's fine. Yeah. They love Disney, but they're like, why did they buy Star Wars? That's such a waste. Right. But she, I oh, guess she, man. you know, she just knows I'm a Star Wars fan. And so they, she grabbed it and brought it to me in church. I was really excited about that. So, um, so, you know, man, there's so much I could talk about because it's been so long since I've recorded, but yeah. y'all already know most of what's going on in my life. You know, we went on, on a Halloween Disney cruise. That was really cool. Um, but uh, one of the coolest things that's happened to me lately, now this weekend was kind of hard because Luke's had this ear infection um, that he's been getting over and just been in pain a lot. But, uh, there, you know, we, we would give him ibuprofen and you have to wait six hours in between. And so we were getting about a three and a half hour chunk of him feeling good. Um, and then he'd feel bad again. And then we'd give him medicine. He'd feel good for three and a half hours and feel, feel bad again. He's on antibiotics now getting over it. He's fine now. But um but during one of those three and a half hour chunks the other day, um, I got, I can finally convinced Shauna to let me show him episode four. Oh. So I watched uh, a new hope with my son for the first time. Nice. <laughs> and for his birthday, which was about a month ago, he got a Lego X-Wing, um, like a $40 Lego X-Wing set. And so we watched the movie and then we went and we, we, we were already about halfway done with it. We finished the Lego X-Wing while I, while I played the movie a second time in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably overdid it a little bit. Um, no. Uh, but, uh, but it was really fun. It was really fun. I want, I want my son to be a Star Wars fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I know you got to let your kids be what they're going to be, I guess. But, but that's one area where I'm going to try to have a little input. You know, can always I'm not going to make though. him be a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever. He can be, be an actor for all I care, you know. Um, but uh, but as long as he's a Star Wars fan, that's what matters the most to me. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> Claire too. Claire's still a little young for that, but um, and he was, he you know, he he picked that out himself. He he really wanted the uh, the X wing. He had some birthday money. We showed him all these different Lego sets he could get. And that's the one he wanted. So at first it was a, the transport, what's that white transport with the wings fold, you know, the Imperial transport thing. And it was cool. It came with like a Lego Darth Vader and some other things. And that's what they, that's what Shauna and him had gone to the store to get. It was on like this okay. big sale. And when, when like they got Imperial there, shuttle. he saw, yeah, yeah, an Imperial shuttle. And when they got there, he saw the X-Wing and just really wanted the X-Wing. So. Pretty cool. That's got a Princess Leia and an R2D2 and a Luke Skywalker and a General Dodonna. You know, I barely I barely know who General Dodonna is, but uh General Dodonna. So um just one of the generals that's camps out at the rebel base while you know the pilots go and get into the battles. Yeah. I think I think he's in episode four, but he might not be in there until Return of the Jedi. I just don't remember. Uh or maybe Empire Strikes Back. I really don't know. I don't know exactly what movie he's in. Maybe Rebels. We have a Lego figurine of him. <laughs> Maybe Rebels. Maybe Rebels. <laughs> I think Rebels. All right. So for our listeners, we just tried to do a segment. And uh, and I'm going to go back <laughs> from here and delete the whole thing. Because we tried to do a Star Wars quiz on StarWars.com. And um, it, the, the answers were not revealed as we went, went on like I thought they were going to be. So we tried, we tried to make it work just now, but it got really convoluted. So we're just going to skip that segment. And I'll try to do something with it next week. Um, but, uh, but for now, let's go on and go ahead and talk about the novel that we all just read, A New Dawn. Um, not our kickoff, but our second piece of content in the Star Wars Rebels universe here. All right. So we started out reading the Ezra, uh, Ezra's what, what's his name again? 
Ezra, Ezra Ezra's Campbell. Gamble, but what's his name? Ezra Bridger. Bridger. Ezra yeah. Bridger. Yeah. His introduction story. And it was okay. A New Dawn, though, that was a junior novel. A New Dawn is a legitimate, like, full-length adult novel, right? Um, and so uh, let's let's get y'all's initial reactions about it. What, what did you think about the novel, John? So overall, it, it took me a while to really get into it. Okay. Um, I, I listened for a few hours and was like, this is going to be painful. <laughs> Um, and then, and then I started to enjoy it and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, overall I I did like the story, um, nowhere near, um, oh, what was the one we read? uh, Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple. Nowhere near that. No way. Not near that good. Yeah. My thoughts overall is possibly if I had already been invested in these characters, I would have enjoyed it more if I okay. basically done it out of order. Right. 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 So what did you think, Drew? Just general take, you know, no, we'll get into some of the details in a minute. Um, as far as the story goes, I thought it was a bit predictable. Um, I found myself already sort of figuring out what was going to happen. Um, okay. But to John's point, I definitely agree. Dark Disciple was much better. I was very yeah. invested in that. And so I really kind of had the same thought of, hey, we already know these characters. I already, you know, so having an origin story for characters you don't know is a little bit more challenging than having that type of a story when you already have seen, you know, 50 episodes with those characters and have them develop. So it's a little hard to get that investment in them when you don't really know what you're trying to invest into for the future. Yeah, I felt I felt I think similar similarly to you all. Um, I'm pretty excited about Rebels, and part of the reason I'm excited though now is because of this novel. I, I really liked um, I really liked the characters in the novel a lot, but it was much less interesting to me than Dark Disciple. I think because in Dark Disciple I already had context for everything, um, and there was a whole lot more familiarity with what was actually being discussed. And it was a lot faster moving too. This was a much slower paced novel um, than Dark Disciple was, I believe. Dark Disciple just felt like it went from one thing to another. I mean, it spanned eight planned episodes of the the TV series, right? Whereas this was this came out before Rebels was ever released um, as an introduction to Rebels to build up, I guess, to build hype for it, or, or just to be a Star Wars novel in general. But uh, but this came out before the series started with the intention of introducing these two characters and so speaking of these these two characters in particular we uh we got to know keenan wait keenan kanan kanan yeah. kanan and hera um, and over Kel. the course Kenan Kenan and Kel. <laughs> taking it back uh, <laughs> welcome to good burger home of the good burger can i take your take order, order. <laughs> love it <laughs> did i get that wait is that keenan and Kel? that's right isn't it yeah yeah you yeah, have the orange <laughs> soda Yep. That's <laughs> all I remember about that movie. Now but, that was uh, an epic battle. Yeah. No, just, <laughs> Kanan and Hera. Uh, now we actually have seen Hera before because in the Bad Batch, there's an episode of her um, where she is, she meets up with the Bad Batch on like a moon or something and does some kind of delivery. I don't really know, but she's a little girl at that point. So she's a little bit grown up here. Right. Um, But she's a little, a little girl in that episode. And then I was talking to Brian Holton. Um, He's been on this podcast before uh, talking about some of the legends material back in episode eight. Uh, This is episode 51, by the way. Um, And Brian pointed out to me that we've actually met Kanan before. He was the little boy in the first episode of bad batch. Minority 66 is given. Kanan is the little Jedi that runs away. That ran away. Oh, so okay. that's cool. That would have been such a cool thing to see, I think, as somebody who already knew about the uh the Rebel series to, to you know, oh, that's Kanan. You know, that's when he was a little boy and his master got killed. You know, because you actually get to witness that at the beginning of the Bad Batch, which is pretty cool. That we had no context for, of course, when we watched it. But um Anyway, the plot of this movie is basically that Kanan, after Order 66, goes on the run. 
uh, jumps from planet to planet and system to system. And, and by the time we meet up with him in this novel, he finds himself on this mining colony. It's these two planets, really it's a, uh, a planet and a very large moon that sort of orbit around each other. Um, and uh, the moon is basically this big crystal moon, beautiful place where they mine some material that the empire likes, okay, that the empire wants. They used to mine it on the planet. Now they mine it on the moon. And Kanan is a miner. So um, every day he shuttles over to the moon. He gets in a starship and shuttles over to the moon and does his work. And then he goes home and, and hits up the bars um, in the evening, you know, and lives sort of just a, a rough sort of purposeless lifestyle of survival. Right. Just just uh, doing the grind every day and tr- hoping that people don't ever find out that he was a Jedi. Well, he survived for quite a long time. Right. At this point, I don't exactly y'all know how many years it was, maybe a decade or so, something like that. I get the impression that it's well over a decade at this point that he has been doing this. And, uh, um, you know, I, 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 I don't want to get into a ton of details in in the plot, but he ends up running into and meeting Hera who is on, um, on, on the planet, basically, for, for some other unrelated reason. Um, she's got some contact that is speeding her information or something. I don't remember all the specifics. But while she is there, the Empire has deployed a Imperial officer, Count Vidian, to go and basically increase the efficiency of the production of whatever it is that they're mining on this, this crystal moon. Okay, And um in in doing so he shows himself to be a very brutal evil person count vidian is this uh cyborg is the way they they describe it and they they talk about him as a cyborg um and he's uh you know more machine than men now right he has no facial expressions left because you know basically his his face is a, the face of a droid so he's kind of like a general grievous but not quite to that degree right very intelligent um, you know, efficiency uh, person. So, you know, we, we had talked about in the last pad- podcast that you were doing some Sig Sigma training. And when we started reading this book, I texted <laughs> you all that he's sort of your Sig Sigma expert, Six Sigma expert, right? The master black um, belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but is willing to find efficiencies at any cost. So anyway, you know, long story short, um, in seeking to increase the production here. He, he eventually comes to the conclusion that they need to blow up the entire moon, um, uh, which turns out to not be his real motive. It gets real convoluted and he's, he's kind of trying to stick it to his superior officer by blowing up the moon, which actually won't increase efficiency, even though he's saying they're doing it to increase uh, efficiency because it's easier to, to mine the material from space rather than mining it from the planet. But what he doesn't reveal is that it's actually in the long run going to um, degrade and, and become unusable or something to, to that effect where the production will dry up. But that by that point, he's got it set up to where he's going to be able to blame his superior officer for that and then look really good himself while, um, while making his superior officer look, look bad. All right. Um, there's a little troop that involves, by the end of it, involves Kanan and Hera. And there's one of the miners that's a part of this little group that um, uh, is sort of a wild card, good with explosives guy. And then uh, one of the surveillance security, sort of security officer type people uh, that all get, get together and basically go on a mission to stop Vidian. Um, and at the end of the day, they, they do, right? Um, they're able to 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 stop Vidian and they end up fleeing the planet uh, together. So I know that's that's not a lot of detail, but there's the, the plot got kind of convoluted and I don't really want to go into every aspect because frankly, it wasn't the most interesting story in the world and it's not going to be that meaningful to to hear a short summary of, I don't think. Um, bottom line is Count Vidian was this you know pretty cool cyborg villain. Um, I thought he was pretty cool. Um, that uh, uh, tried to destroy a moon who ended up being stopped by Kanan and Hera and a couple other friends they met along the way. And over the course of that plot, um, Kanan and Hera become, uh, develop some mutual respect and I would say some attraction for each other as well. At the end of it, Kanan ends up going off with her in the ghost, um, their, their Millennium Falcon-like ship 
um, that I think will be a major point in this in this whole series. So, so let's talk characters for a little bit. Let's start with Count Vidian. What did you guys think about the villain Count Vidian? So I'm just going to go with. I think we all three did the audiobook version. Yes. Um, yeah. So just for our listeners, I'll I'll just clarify. This will make more sense. The person who voiced it, I'm just as a side, did an amazing job with Count Vidian. The way they did his voice actually sounded truly yeah. mechanical and electronic. Yes. Um, and you know, it's it's kind of funny to me because I think we all, at least of us that have been in a business or organization for a long time, we all sort of know a video, maybe not the ruthlessness of him, but the sense of efficiency. Let's make this as streamlined as possible, as functional as possible. And so honestly, when we were, I was listening to this, I had this own person from my work in my head, like, oh, that's so and so. I mean, they're not, they're not pushing people into a bat of acid or anything. Right. Which he but, did. Yeah. Which that he you did, know of. That right. we know of. True. <laughs> you know of. Very true. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was fun to me to find that connection in my own life in a sense. But I mean, as far as bad guys go in Star Wars, he's, he's pretty bad. Um, that part yeah. where, you know, pushing, uh, the manager into the bat of acid and killing her husband. And just, um, it, it was, it was intense. Um, yeah, the stuff yeah. he did. There was a moment at the beginning where I think that, uh, they, you know, came into this, this transport lane or something. And one of the, one of the ships that carries materials from the moon or whatever bumped into this, the star destroyer that they were in. And it didn't damage the Star Destroyer at all, but but the ship that bumped into him actually had some problems with it. And so they contacted the the person over the radio and he was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to go take this in. This isn't going to be fixed for a while. We got to go bring it in for service or whatever. And so he's going off to bring it in for service and Count Midian says, no, destroy that ship. So they blow the ship up. And, and the explanation is, well, if we had sent it in for service, it would have made us less efficient because we would have had to do all these things and we would have taken this many months to get it back into, into, into service. And we would have had to pay all these people um, in the meantime. And it was like, it's better to just destroy the ship and everyone on board than to have the inefficiency associated with sending it in for repair. So that's the kind of person Count Vidian was and the type of efficiencies that he sought. obviously to the point where he's willing to blow up the whole moon and destroy the whole, the whole planet with its entire population. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in just in order to get, you know, materials for the empire in a more efficient manner. So very, very evil. But I did like that, that it wasn't just efficiency. It was ruthless efficiency, yeah. right? <laughs> and he had that rivalry too with um, Bear and Leroy. Yeah, Dan, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, right. and so. Yeah, I think that, that, that was kind of cool to play into that too, in the sense of, hey, sure. you know, we're we're both bad guys, but, you know, that doesn't mean we're friends or anything. That's, the, that's his superior, right that he kept trying to one up and that they were, they were very opposed to each other. Um, but uh, anyway, John, what'd you so think I about Vidian? Yeah, so I liked that his, uh, you know, he didn't have a lightsaber. Um, Who, Vidian? Yeah. I liked that he was oh, not yeah. like a, you know, a, a bad guy with lightsaber, right? Grievous right, he was not a, a, was not a Sith, but he had lightsaber. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, you're right. And so I, I like, he didn't, I like that his weapon was like, uh in my mind like very video game boss and like and like just punch them till they're oh sure broken so bad yes. or, or you know it's like well right. that's the efficient thing too i guess just you know sure yeah, i'm yeah, wasting yeah. too much time here and then like mechanically beat them up right break right. their bones um I, I i actually did like that piece now i think uh it's it's good that we also didn't see a a good guy with a lightsaber because I don't think Vivian sure. would stand a chance against a, a a practicing Jedi. I really don't. You don't think because he, he had that energy absorption I thing still, where you could shoot him in the blaster and he would absorb the energy and he I could. Know, but, I don't forget. But there's he other ways back out or something, right? So. But what, using the force and stuff, he could transfer could it into anything uh, he was touching. So. You could easily knock him around. I feel like with the force. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're probably wanted to, right? Yeah, his um, power was definitely just being super intelligent. It was, it yeah. was, and ruthless, right? And at ruthless, the same time. right? And um, the whole backstory. I mean, that played in well. You know, of who he was, yeah, and how he had a yeah. new identity, and 
right. was basically signing his own document and saying, yes, this is good. You know, yeah, so why don't you, can. why don't you, what was his backstory exactly, Drew? Just oh, general. Um, just very it was hard general. to keep up with. But. He was, he was basically a nobody who was kind of an auditor in a sense in these plants um, right. on the planet. And something happened to him. I honestly forget what happened to him, but then he ended up in the hospital. And so he had to get all these prosthetics to make him the, the metal man that he is. And during this, he was basically he a wealthy. vegetable, right? That yeah. was sort of just on life support. And then he ended up being able to communicate with the droids somehow mm-hmm. and, and got them to assist him in augmenting himself to become some evil menacing, you know, monster. So, yeah. And he just used and then basically identity, erased so. his former identity. Right. And used that as as a separate person to approve his own. Right. Uh, he was his own quality control agent. Right. <laughs> his own quality yeah. control supervisor. So he could push anything through as efficiently as possible. He destroyed barriers. <laughs> and Kept he was moving. from the planet that we were that we were, you know, that everything was taking place on as well. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty fascinating. We didn't know at the beginning. We thought he was just some outsider that was coming in to make things more efficient. But he had a he had a a hatred for the planet um, that fueled his motivation in wanting it destroyed uh, as well. So, and and we got introduced to all those elements little by little the whole time. So that, yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's talk about so, um, yeah. Go ahead. So one more thing about Vidian. Yeah. Um, you know, I had in my mind what I what I thought he he probably looked like. Right. Um, but when I when I like looked up searches of him, right. Um, very, uh, very different ideas from people of of what sure. they think he looks like. Now I couldn't find anything like, hey, this is the official Star Wars. What he's supposed to look like? Exactly. Um, Just fan um, art. But but, I mean, a lot of them are very similar and not really at all what I was uh, uh, was picturing. Um, but then after I looked him up, I was kind of glad I did just to kind of see, um, these other perspectives. On sure. That. That's the cool thing about star Wars is you just get so much, you know, this is a relatively unknown novel. The fact that there's that many talented artists out there creating images of what this, this, you know, person may look like is, is pretty fascinating, pretty fun. Yeah. Drew, did you ever Google any images of him or did you just stick with Yeah, your that's own actually what I was looking at right now while John was saying that. I was Googling it. Oh, so. yeah. There was one in particular that was almost identical to what I had imagined. Most of them were way off, but there was one that was like, oh, this guy was imagining the exact same person I was. You know, pretty interesting. Anyways. Okay. Kanan and Hera. Well, let's, I'll tell you what, since they're the main ones, before we get to them, did y'all want to say anything about any of the side characters at all? So I kind of glazed over them. And some of them played pretty prominent roles here, but um, any any thoughts about any of the side characters? Um, you had the surveillance, you know, woman, alien woman. And then you, know you had who I the, actually uh, Skelly. Who was the same race as Nine Numb, I think, from Return of the Jedi, if I'm not mistaken. He's the co-pilot for Lando in the final battle. Hmm. Um, on Return of the Jedi, I think this this lady was the same race as, as him. So, anyway, what were you gonna say, Drew? Uh, the one that I actually enjoyed um, more than Skelly and Zaluna was probably Captain Sloan. I really enjoyed seeing the her oh, progression through the okay. story of you know being under Vidian's feet, constantly controlled, and her. She was the one actually learning a little bit and developing she she had a lot more character development i thought than some of the other ones because you got to see her right. grow and understand and kind of process things a little bit more and to the point to where she was the one who like basically started firing on video and went out for his arrest so being yeah, fearful all the right. way to up to the point that's of right. being brave and i really like that progression she was basically the star war or the uh, star destroyer the person captain. in charge of the Star Destroyer, the Star Destroyer captain, um, who who was escorting Vidian, uh, accompanying Vidian to the to the planet. But Vidian, I think, overall um, was higher ranked than her, right? Yeah, I believe so. So even though she yeah. was in charge of her ship, Vidian outranked her generally. And so she kind of had to do what he said on her own ship. And there was always a little bit of tension there. Um, yeah, she was on temporary assignment. And he was. Well, oh, her. that's right. 
That's right. Because hey, the I main can make this a permanent thing. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But she was still the one in charge. Like she was the one who was officially in charge of the ship. Um, and Vivian right. was, even though she's maybe wasn't the one who always was, she was the one at that time who was put in charge while her, you know, her captain or whatever was out. So. Yeah, she was interesting. She just came across as like a normal human to me, you know, and I didn't yeah. find any, any traits in her that were super exciting, but she definitely played a really important role in the story. What did you like about her in particular, Drew? Um, I mean, kind of just what I mentioned, just the progression that she had from okay. being super fearful. I mean, that, that is one thing I, that I enjoyed, that Skelly was basically... So a, Skelly a, is the demolitions right. guy um, who was a co-worker of Kanan and sort of a conspiracy theorist, um, you know, troublemaker type, uh, Clone Wars veteran, actually. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he... In my mind, he didn't change that much. There wasn't, he was basically the same person throughout. Right. Um, so he was pretty bland in that sense. Whereas yeah. seeing Sloan grow and sort of the conversations that she had with um, the people around her, I forget the guy's name who was sort of the, the first officer who was talking to her and how she had conversations with Dant. And then she somehow got summoned by the, um, the chancellor, you know, they said something to the, oh, the chancellor's private. You're getting a private message from him. So it was just interesting right. to yeah. see her growth, I guess. Sure. Yeah, she kind of got caught up in the middle of some some people that were doing a lot of manipulating around her and thought they could just ignore her importance. And I guess that's where she got, she became interesting is, is she ended up being more of a force than anyone around her expected. Yeah, right. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Nobody nobody took her seriously, but at the end of the day, she said, you know, oh, you're not going to take me seriously? Well, you know, I've got a lot more to me than you think, and I can I can take you down if, if I find out that you're doing the wrong thing. So sort of an well, that, opportunist to some extent, but also, you know. You know, she uh, yeah, wasn't. Yeah, she was interesting. She, she wasn't just like a, a horrible, ruthless person. No, no. In the novel, she went along right? with and, it. She did, but but see, I like having those characters on the, you know, the side of the empire, right? Um, because it's real life, you know. There's there there's been horrible regimes and governments, and everybody within there isn't just this horrible, ruthless person, right? Okay, they're doing their job. Um, right. Now, again, not saying it's still right. Uh, no, because she agreed. She was here, like, like but... when they when they destroyed the ship, she was like, all right, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but, like, but no, but you I just killed that... like 100 people. What are you talking Right. But I don't get that, that hey, that's a call she was going to make, right? Right, yeah. She yeah, wouldn't yeah, have right. suggested that. that but when she's it happened, going along with like, those calls, but she's not making those calls. Okay, well, right. Uh, not yeah. again, not that that makes you a great person to, no, to go along no. all with the it. way up to the destruction of the moon. She was going to go along with that until she realized that there was a, um, there was an ulterior motive and, and would have actually ultimately hurt the empire rather than helping it. So, right. Right. I don't know. I'd say she's pretty evil, but still, you know, war, she's a war criminal, just like all the rest of them, but not as maybe not <laughs> there's as different degrees. Bad. There's different, different degrees. degrees. Right. 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 Uh, not, everybody's like a a Sith. Sith. <laughs> not everybody's a Sith. Not everybody's a Sith. Uh, and, uh, given the, uh, uh, the circumstances, um, not everybody is, if you had different leadership, they may not have been a bad person. Let me put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Right. Not going to um, go too sure. philosophical here. Or yeah. yeah, start yeah. I, using I get, too many real world examples, but yeah. No, 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 no. Let's avoid that. I regret yeah. saying Hitler already. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Hitler was an inspiration for um, absolutely like the, yep. the, you know, the, the uh, Nazis were definitely an inspiration for the stormtroopers and yep. the whole empire. And oh everything. yeah. But anyway. Um, all right. So Sloan, you mentioned Skelly Zaluna. I forgot her name. Zaluna was the nine numb raced, you know, stuffy nosed surveillance person. I didn't. I didn't dislike any of them. None of them were super exciting to me either. So let's talk about Kanan and Hera. Drew, tell me what you thought about Kanan and Hera. Uh, I'm really glad they did a good job with this origin story in the sense that I think they paired them pretty well together with their strength. It came out pretty clear that 
you know, Kanan is the laid back, obviously the force user, but he resists it. And there's a little bit of backstory with that. Um, but then you pair that with Hera, who is, has this passion that Kanan really doesn't have the skilled pilot. So they played off each other's strengths very well. I thought, um, they weren't just the same type of person. And it kind of reminded me, he's saying that now a little bit of solo, Han Solo and Leia, you know, in that sense, mm, um, okay. you know, different, obviously very different, but um, one sure. is more like, right. Hey, I just want to keep me out of trouble. Skip still skilled. They work well together. Um, and so I was glad to see that they did that going into rebels in the future. Just, you know, we know a little bit more about who they are, what they, what they believe in sort of their motivations. Okay. You know, Kanan's not always right. going to be, I'm fighting for a just cause. I, I could be fighting for money or to stay alive, whereas that's not right. necessarily yeah. Hera's. And so I think, you know, they did a good job of laying the foundation for Rebels in that sense with those two characters. John, Kanan and Hera. Yeah, so I uh, I, I really did like Kanan. Um, there was, uh, I liked the struggle of, hey, you know, he, he has some abilities that could make a difference. He's a Jedi. He's a and, Jedi. Well, he was in training, yeah. Um, yeah, but you're a Jedi. He's a, he was a Jedi Padawan. Yeah, he was. When you're a Padawan, was, you're but, a Jedi. Ahsoka's a Jedi, right? You know, She's just a Jedi he, Padawan. He had not the, a Jedi master. Not a master, right. He had the ability at times to step in and make a bigger difference. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't blame him for not, right? Yeah. If, if you've watched uh, Obi-Wan and you know about the right. Inquisitors yeah. that are out, like, hey, mm-hmm. you keep that quiet. Um, you will get because murdered they will they quickly. will kill you. Yeah, and I assume it, I mean literally, Darth Vader. Vader is leading the Inquisitors to snuff out all the Jedi's in the galaxy. Right. So, and he's done a good job keeping it hidden. Now, I will say, while yeah. the while the book was predictable a lot, there were a few times I was like, oh, this is where he's going to use his abilities, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there were a few times I, I was like, oh, too. the the lightsaber's about to come out, and then it wouldn't. You know, and there were a few times I was like, "Oh, here it is, here it is," and the music would start yep. changing, and then yeah. oh, you disappointed me, Kanan. Like you could have, you could have made a huge difference here. Um, but again, I don't blame him. Like he's suppressed it yeah. so long, um, and yeah. had such yeah. a, you know, the the Jedi had such a tragic end that 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 would have been uh, burned into him not to do that, right? Um, right. He was following Obi Wan's directive, right? to yep. stay hidden yeah absolutely um and then i liked the whole uh um well i don't know if that was him or not the very big be- it was the very beginning of the book when they were talking about was it was it him or somebody else that asked the question of no, no no that was him that was yeah. him, Caleb. That was him. okay he went by yep. caleb back then that's right caleb is a different name real name yeah. he changed yeah. his name to canaan for for to be in hiding you know I liked it, originally that. he was this little kid caleb yeah that you know it, it played off that that beginning scene multiple times where that's right you know it was dismissed but then it was like no no let him ask the question um right i don't yeah. know and so if i if i remember that scene correctly let me try to recall it basically you had obi-wan coming in to give an, a lesson to all the the uh i don't know if it, were the younglings or padawans at that point maybe younglings maybe. at that point I like younglings. i feel like it was young and and Caleb uh, was among them, and he was telling them about this device um, that that could be used to communicate to all Jedi at the same time to come to the Jedi Temple. And it was sort of like a this is a this doesn't get used, but we have it here just in case we need it. And he raises the he raises his hand, and he's like, "Well, is that the only thing it can be used for? Is there anything that can be used if if everybody maybe say needs to stay away from the Jedi Temple?" Right. And Obi-Wan's like, hmm, I've never thought about it before. <laughs> well, that's obviously once Order 66 happens, it's the very thing that Obi-Wan does. He uses yeah. that device to to keep them away. But had that not that happened. was that was Caleb's idea. That was Kanan's right. idea. So um and I like that. I thought that was cool. You know, yeah. he uh he he could have been responsible for saving who knows how many Jedi right. just by asking that question. Um, that's right. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, just keeping it suppressed. And uh, sure. again, did I, he ever I expected, use it? I don't think he did. Did he? He used he used the force. Um, he, he used, used the, the force. force. Did he ever use his lightsaber? No, I don't no. think so. No, he never used. He had it in a scope case. Okay. 
Um, That's right. But he never he, used he it. He pulled it out a couple of times and was like, looked at it. Yep. To think, he was about to use this. Yeah. With Vidian until um, Sloan came on and started like firing from the ship. That's right. right. Yeah. So there were, again, there were multiple times he could have and probably should have, um, yeah. but didn't. And then, uh, yep. yeah, like he'd use the force and then it was like, oh, I hope nobody saw that. You know, this yeah. could be it for me. Um, right. I just thought that that dynamic was cool. Now, Hera, um, yeah, I liked her. I thought I thought the book did a good job um, with her as well, being kind of, uh, you know, she likes him, but she's not going to let that get in the way of what she knows needs to be done. Uh, That's right. She well. likes her mission a whole lot more than she likes him. And yep. she's one of those, hey, you know, maybe we can maybe we can mess around a little bit, but not if it gets in the way of what I'm here to do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that was that was really cool. Really cool. He was more into her, I think, than she was into him. Um, yeah. yeah. And oh, it yeah. seems to me that she is into him conditional to him getting behind her mission. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think. I mean, if he was if he wasn't down for joining the rebellion, <laughs> essentially, they wouldn't be together, right? It wouldn't right. even be a consideration for her. So, but I do, I do, I really like their relationship. Um, I like the dynamic between them quite a bit. I like that it's not toxic. You know, you compared them to Han and Leia, but that was never a healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that was always just a a, a very um, you know tense uh unhealthy <laughs> bad bad relationship all the way through like the sequel trilogy you know they just they never figured it out whereas i feel like kanan and hera um are a little bit more more level-headed uh, we'll see and yeah. they, they don't and they don't have the at least in this novel so far they don't seem to have the animosity toward one another that's mixed in with the uh, uh, uh passion <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, you're right. We'll see. I also have in, in my mind the context of that short where, you know, they, they have some back and forth. You remember the short that we yeah. watched before the last week where um, it, it was about Chopper and he's running around the ship and they're both telling Chopper to do different things and have Chopper deliver messages back and forth. And they're getting so frustrated at each other through that um, and sort of working against each other while they're working together. But at the end of it, like there's not, they didn't, they didn't hold any of that. Right. At the end of that battle, they immediately like embrace each other and kiss. Um, And so I get the idea that, yeah, there's going to be some tense moments, but it's not, it's not toxic. It's just tense. At least that's what we've seen from them so far. And I like that. You know, every relationship doesn't have to be toxic in in fiction. Right. (laughs) We can just have a good, healthy, like, um, you know, no, we got to have uh, drama. What are you talking about? Relationship here that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was so excited like for Rebels. Just... I'm getting so excited for Rebels until you had to mention Chopper again. And now I'm just. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I know that Ezra is the main character in Rebels, but I'm more excited about seeing Hera and Kanan after reading this novel. I, I am totally bought into yeah. them, to their dynamic. Um, to their relationship, to their backgrounds. Um, and after reading that Ezra novel, I mean, it's fine that he's in it. I don't care anything about Ezra so far. No, so. I'm, I'm the same um, way. I'd, I'd much rather see them at this point. Right. But we'll see. I'm pretty sure Ezra becomes a Jedi. And with Kanan being a Jedi and having two Jedis work together in sort of a Millennium Falcon-like setting, yeah. Yeah. it's probably going to be pretty cool. <laughs> So I'm pretty pumped. Anything else you want to say about the novel? It's it's uh it's pretty good. Like a seven for me, seven out of ten. I was gonna go a five. Okay. Yeah, I'm closer to five on this one. Okay. All right. Uh not something I would recommend unless you're just a super fan who has to has to read everything. Yeah. Um, but um, but I'm glad I'm glad we read it, even though it took us, you know, two months. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so we have next for the for the next recording we'll do episodes one through four and then yeah. we can decide awesome. uh, y'all be thinking about this we have that other novel that other junior novel that we can interrupt between four and five and, and read that novel if you still want to do it um uh those novels take us a long time so if y'all just want to barrel through and do the series and then maybe go back to those four novels later that's okay too we can think about that between now and next week and 
and and just decide what we want to do. I'm I'm fine either way. I just thought I'd mention you know the possibility of it in case we want to just dive into the show and not have to worry about reading for a little bit. I feel like we've we've only read two two books and they weren't that long, but for me that feels like a lot of reading. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. The light novel was not bad. I will say that it was short enough. But well, and and now that I'm not driving for work, it does take me a long time. Like if it's doesn't it, John? Yeah. Because the because the audiobooks, like I used to just listen to them while I drove. Sure. Now I have to like think Part about it. Time. That's it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm working the during the day. I'm here. I, how do, yeah. I got to work it in somehow. Like I will do yard work or something and listen, do the dishes while I do it, you know, something. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a commute novel for me for sure. So, um, so it's still pretty easy for me to get through that, the audio books, but there's no audio book for this other junior novel. So that will be one that we just have to read like we did Ezra's Gamble. Um, yeah. And uh, Tyler, um, has read that Tyler's been on the show before he's our cousin Drew if you remember and um, wait no has he been on the show no he's not been on the show he's written into he's, the show a bunch um, he's emailed. yeah he's emailed the show he was actually listening to our last episode um, all right and so uh, we were talking about it the last time I was talking to him on the phone he, he mentioned that he had listened to episode 50 but um, uh, he said that he read this novel and he was kind of like yeah it was okay and I told him kind of was talking to him about Ezra's gamble. He said, you know, I think um, I, I probably have similar feelings about that, that novel that you have about Ezra's gamble. So, you know, it's like some kid who's in stormtrooper school and it's a sports right. novel about him being in some kind of a star Wars sports league. Oh yeah. I've it's started like a Quidditch. It's like a Quidditch book. Yeah. Star Wars oh really? Quidditch. Yeah. You started it. When well, we were in Hawaii, it? I finished Ezra's Gamble, and so I said, "Well, oh, I have you know a little bit more time." How far did you get, Drew? Is it worth us? Is it worth us tackling, or should we skip it? What do you think? I'm only fifty pages in. I'm not that far in yet. That's so. pretty. Wait, how, that's a big how commitment. <laughs> I thought it was like a hundred pages. How long is this book? I forget. Okay, think about it between now and now. we don't have to decide. Right I'll, now. I'll go back and skim it again because it's been since June since I've even read it. I'll have to go back and reread it. So I'm I'm okay doing it. I, in fact, that'd be really my preference is to do it. But I also realize that those those books are hard, <laughs> and I really want to get into watching this series. You know, so either way, hey, have y'all started Andor at all? I'm not. Okay, I'm I'm two episodes in, and okay. it's good so far. It's good so far. Um, and then what about Tales of the Jedi? Did either one of you guys watch any of those? Not yet. I didn't. Have you watched no. them? I haven't watched any. I've been mm-hmm. asking around if they spoil anything for Rebels. And everyone okay. I've asked that knows says no. So I think it would be okay for us to do that if we wanted to. Uh, we just want watch to watch them or... for the show? For the, for the podcast? Um, we'll talk about it. Once y'all have watched okay. them, we might just kind of mention them. At some, I, don't, I don't think we need to do a whole episode on them. Because I want to get yeah. into Rebels. I just don't want to yep. delay Rebels anymore. And I also don't want to wait on Andor, and I don't want to wait on Tales of the Jedi. I just want to kind of watch those when I have a chance uh, yeah. with them being new and exciting. So, um, But uh, but let's let's focus on Rebels and, and talk about the other stuff as we have, you know, as we have a chance. I think Andor may be done or almost done at this point. I think they're, I think they're nearing the end of the season. Um, I don't think it's quite done, but I think they're getting pretty close to the end of the season. So... Um, and uh, unfortunately, viewership is pretty low for it, from what I've heard. Yeah. But everyone who's watching it says that it is incredible. So um, I think it's poorly named. I don't think they should have called it Andor. I think they should have called it something like Birth of the Rebellion or Andor Birth of the Rebellion. And, you know, something that gives you some insight into what it's actually about rather than just right. like nobody remembers Cassie and Andor from Rogue One, you know, or cares I mean, about yeah. it. And we know he dies at the end. So it's, it's kind of had a hard to have buy-in for a character that, you know, you're not going to be able to stick with for the long runs. So I, I think don't know. the first time you mentioned it, I was like, wait, Indoor? And you're like, no, Andor. I'm like, who's Andor? <laughs> like, planet? I don't even remember. Like, <laughs> Andor? Indoor might be cool, but, uh, <laughs> like before <laughs> was destroyed you know i don't know i don't know do we want to know anything about indoor it's just the ewoks i mean it's the ewok movies i guess uh yeah yeah that'd be so cool <laughs> the ewoks oh, it's not too long ago oh while we're here can we talk about do can we talk about that studio ghibli short oh man john have we... you seen it yet the what the studio so studio ghibli teamed up with star wars and they made a short you know who studio ghibli is no 
they did like Spirited Away and what are some of the other ones? Um, House Moving Castle. House Moving Castle. Yeah, I've not seen it. The Witch Delivery one. Kiki's, Kiki's delivery, delivery service. service. Yeah. Um, the the Totoro. Totoro. My neighbor Totoro. Yeah. Yeah. Very popular. Great animation. You know, Nino Cooney. They did in the video game world a few years ago. They did Nino Cooney. They teamed up with Disney um, a few years back to do Ponyo. 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 Oh, I watched Ponyo. I didn't yeah. know that was a team up with Disney. It wasn't mm-hmm. that good. Um, Spirited Away. Incredible. Highly recommend. House Moving Castle was really good too. But uh, so they they came up with Star Wars to do this short about Grogu. It's called like Grogu and the Dust Bunnies or something. Oh no! It's three minutes. <laughs> and I wa- did you watch it, Drew? Oh, I did. As soon as I, I saw your text this morning, about, I watched it. About thirty seconds in, I was like, "Oh no! How much more of this do I have to sit through?" <laughs> <laughs> it's literally. I know it's a three minute long video. I'm just like, "Can this be over already?" the the worst three minutes that i have spent on disney plus period (laughs) horrible it's just so boring and stupid i mean i know we throw around the word pointless but that was was so pointless the the epitome of pointlessness and and boredom um i how can how can a three-minute video bore me that much when it's about a subject i care so much about it's just (laughs) baffling (laughs) <laughs> it's baffling how I felt when I watched the thing. Um, so if you see it on there, John, watch it if you want to, just so you can see how shameful it is that okay that it it's exists. Like they told a middle <laughs> school, the, like I don't know, a middle school cinema club to come up with something, and that's what it's they cool. had. And, and they made it out like it's a big deal. Like it popped up on my fingers, like you should watch this. Yeah. <laughs> they, they made this big advertisement about it. Like, There's this big team up of Studio Jim. Everybody loves Studio Ghibli. Who loves Studio Ghibli? You know. And then Star Wars, you think, oh, this is going to be amazing. That's what you said when you heard about it, Drew. It was, oh, I can't wait. This is going to yeah. be awesome. Right. And it ended up being just literally the worst version of that imaginable. <laughs> we see from your history you enjoyed Andor. How about try this? <laughs> oh, man. It's so bad. It shouldn't exist. But anyway. All right. If you want to email us, send us an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. And I checked a couple days ago. Uh, quick make sure there's no emails um no nothing all right send us an email we'll read you on the show and thanks for listening